a hoops journey gets to sit down with the young gunner, Mr. Diego Mafia. This is an episode you really want to hear. I know a lot of people know his story in terms of coming over from Brazil at a later age in high school. Also, um, you know, his skills and how he joined the game late, but there's a lot of, you know, details and things that maybe he hasn't shared as much with the media and things like that, that I think will really give you a different perspective on who he is and his work ethic and the things that he's been through. Uh, really enjoyed this. It was super fun to sit down with someone younger, someone who's in the middle of their university career, coming off an All-Canadian and still wanting more. It was really fun and unique. Um, and I think you're going to enjoy this. Thank you for supporting the show. You know what to do. You know who our sponsors are. Like, share, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. And uh, enjoy me and Mr. Mafia chopping it up. Gentlemen, welcome back to a Hoops Journey. Uh, I was trying to think today uh, about the uh, young man that we're sitting down with. I believe our youngest guest ever on the show, a cold-blooded killer, some would say, um, had the pleasure of uh, sitting on the sideline as an assistant one year uh, at the Gary Taylor Cat Classic. I believe it was like 31 to 3 before we knew it. Um, <laughs> um, but a young guy had lots of success at the high school level. Um, and is now kind of just dipping his toes into the pro game, which is kind of fun, which we'll get into right off the bat. Um, coming off a very successful year with the UVic Vikes, ranked number one for most of the year in the nation. First team All-Canadian, um, Canada West Player of the Year, uh, and probably one of the doper last names out there. We have nothing other than Mr. Diego Mafia with us today. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I appreciate you having me. And uh, yeah, I appreciate the intro. appreciate the love. Um, just excited to be here, um, share a little bit about my story, hopefully share some things that um, people don't know about me, some interesting facts, some different knowledge about me. But yeah, I'm just excited to be here. Um, kind of a great deal, not being said I'm the youngest one, but I'm just excited to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled. Good, man. Um, how many days a week are you shaving? Oh, man, I, I got to shave every like three days now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And you're looking clean. Like I've seen highlights. We've got the bun before, you know, we got a little fresh cut for the, the season the here. What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't lie. The bun, the bun was a mistake. Um, now that I think about it, but it was, it was, it was for a good, I guess, a good cause, but um, me, me and a few of the guys on the team, we kind of did it um, yeah. as a kind of as a tradition. And then we were just like, okay, like we're going to keep it on until we win. Um, and uh, that was our thing. So kept it on, but I'm glad it's off now. And then now, kind of getting kind of better feel of like how I want my hair. And like this one, this one's been the, the best one so far. So I like it. <laughs> nice man. It's looking fresh. Yeah. yeah. Um, you find yourself in Langley right now. Um, kind of preseason pre-camp with the, with the bandits. Um, they just dropped their new uniforms today. Looking good. Yeah. Um, you also just had three, four weeks in Brazil, right? So mm -hmm. how was the vacation? How was it? um to lay back but also <laughs> what did you do to make sure that the mind and body was right knowing that you get off the plane and you'd have uh coach julius and coach cadugan and my good man tony scott love that guy oh great guy. um but those are some those are some dudes that are all about hard work and effort so how yeah, does one find the balance between uh vacation and and staying ready yeah i mean, I mean it was it was it was hard um at first when i first kind of just kind of going through the timeline um 
at first when I finished finished my season at UVic, finished nationals. Um, it's kind of been a thing of mine for the last three years. I kind of like I always go back to Brazil right after. So um, I've been fortunate enough these past couple of years that I didn't have any final exams. It was just kind of final projects, final um, papers, final this, just because more good, practical what classes. Going, what do they got going on over there? Know, Vic, you on the you on the all Canadian program, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> what are you um, taking? I'm in health and recreation. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So that makes sense then. I mean, you're not gonna exactly you're gonna do yes. something a little more hands on or present something. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. So okay. most of my classes, most of my classes were just hands on and projects, papers, kind of video assignments, stuff like that, stuff that I could do back in Brazil when I was there. So um, I kind of took the opportunity and I left, I think I left like two days after nationals, um, wow. went over early, I think it was April 4th, April 4th or April 5th. Um, and I was gone. Um, I'm, I always like to, right after, I kind of like to kind of leave as soon as I can, just so I can just get a new environment, um, kind of a fresh environment, um, see some family, go back to my roots. Like I always, I always say this, but I don't, I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose connection there. I don't want to lose, um, family. I don't lose any of that. So I go back every year. Um, and then I, as I'm going back, booked my flights, um, I was going to stay there until May 31st. Um, and then some, I don't know what afternoon it was. I get a call from Kyle, um, um, calls me and he's like, what do you do in the summer? Are you interested? We want you to come over here. Do you want to wear your sports guys? Um, and come, come be a part of the bandits. Um, and when I got that call, I mean, hard to say no. Um, just an, for me, it was an experience that it was almost impossible for me to deny and just um, move past that. So I got the call, explained it to him, everything, explained that I was supposed to be there till May 31st. He explained to me that training camp starts uh, May 17th or May 18th, I think it was. So then I was like, okay, let me change some things up. <laughs> I called my dad instantly, asked yeah. him to hang up the phone, called my dad. We switched things up, worked it out, um, and then I ended up I ended up staying in Brazil for a good chunk of time. Stayed a month and a week, I think it was almost, mm. uh, yeah, five weeks. So nice. stayed there. It's good vacation time. Saw some friends, saw some family. Um, good to relax. Um, my main goal was to relax, to kind of decompress and um, not focus on basketball as much. And then when I got that call, I had to switch things up. Right, I had to kind of get ready and then have that balance of, oh, okay, like I need to keep my mind fresh and mm. get re um, get ready. So there was days where I would work out um, and get shots up. There was days where I'll get shots up and I'll work out and just vice versa. Mm -hmm. So it was more of a random thing where if I had something to do that day, I would kind of take a day off, um, keep my mind fresh, relax the body. And then another day I would train. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously can't lie. You lose, you lose a lot of it. So um, got a bit out of shape. Like when I came back, it was a bit more of an adjustment. Um, so yeah. So when I came back, came back to Langley, um, started training, uh, with Kyle Kadugan and Tony, all the great coaches that we got here. Um, and it was good. It was just an adjustment piece where I came in a bit, um, kind of not nervous, but just wanted to see what it was like. Cause it was a completely different experience. I wanted to kind of challenge myself and just get out of my comfort zone, do something different, um, mm -hmm. challenge myself. So, um, that was one of the reasons I wanted to come here and play. So when I came just right away, jumped, I got, a got to Victoria, um, two days in Victoria, landed on Friday, got the 7am ferry on Sunday, hopped over here, um, 830 got picked up and then straight to the event center, um, and started, and started training. So that was a bit of a, a bit of a shock to the body. Like the body started feeling it a bit after a couple of days. So, mm -hmm. um, but it was fun, man. I just, I just wanted to get out here. Like when I was in Brazil, 
I was telling my my parents, I was telling everyone down there that I just wanted to get out here and get it going. Like I was, I was just anxious to get it going, get it started, seeing how things are like getting adapted and um, start training again. Um, kind of missed that part already, and it was only like a month, so I was kind of antsy to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been great. Like I, everything has been positive so far. Um, they treat us super well. They take care of us, um, and coaches are unbelievable. From Kyle to Kadugan, um, Tony, um, Carlos, assistant coach. We have great trainers, a great staff. Um, and the guys have been amazing too. The, the, the players, um, really impressed me just from that pro level, just how humble they are, just kind of how they took me in and they understood like, okay, this guy's a youth sports guy. Like they could have treated me so much worse. It's going to be saying like, okay, this is just another college kid. Like, mm-hmm. let's just go on. I'm kind of thinking like this and that, but nothing but supportive. These guys have been great. Like, DJ, Georgie, Nick, all these guys that have played high level, they've been amazing so far. And yeah, I mean, I, now, now that games are coming up, it's starting to get more, like it's getting realer and realer. So it's going, it's getting more real and I'm getting more excited, more anxious. So I just want to get out there and start playing again. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of miss that aspect and just to see how the CBL is, how, how I fit in and um, how the season goes. I think it's so cool that they've allowed this opportunity it just helps the game in Canada so much. And I think it's yeah. just like, a, it's such a great idea. Like, so there's some people behind the scenes that have a good perspective and and allowing young people like yourself and Brian to like, just sort of see it. Right. And it's interesting. I mean, you're still young and you got a few years left at Vic, but like I played at Brandon, like the, yeah. the can West season is no joke, man. It's a grind. Like yeah. those roadies are not fun. <laughs> No. You're getting back on a bad flight on Sunday. Yeah. And depending how you play it on the weekend, coach either wants you getting shots up or like rarely do you get the Monday off. Yeah. And then you're gone again on Thursday or maybe you're lucky and get home. So yeah. it is a grind. And I think it's important. It seems like you have a good take on understanding your balance between physical and mental, right? Which is which is key. And yeah. I think something that a lot of younger players um, are starting to figure out or haven't figured out yet, but it sounds like you've, given that process, you know, and, and figured it out a little bit already. Hey. Yeah, no, definitely. That's, that's one of the points I wanted to touch on. I think that's mm. super important. Like one of the most important things that like just players got to realize in general, young or older, regardless, just that, just that balance of, um, as you said, mental and physical, like there's gotta be that balance of like, okay, like you can't just be on a go, 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 go constantly. Um, and especially in the Canada West, as you said, I don't think, I don't think people realize how demanding the schedule is and how especially you guys on the island, right? Like yes, the, the travel another wrench, yeah, hundred percent. Like the mm-hmm. the format of the Canada West is 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 very tough for teams, like especially us. Like we we got to travel everywhere, no matter even in, in Vancouver, that ferry ride. It's not mm-hmm. it's not easy. Like you got to get on there, you get the ferry legs, you get it here, and then you start training right away. So I think that that weekly schedule is very demanding. Um, those back to backs are tough. Tough to beat two teams back to back. Tough to be on the road back to back with a young core. Like this year, we had a really young group, um, and that was one of the things you got to just stay locked in. And it's hard. Like you're in university, you have to do. You have a paper due on Monday. You have a test on Tuesday. You have this and that exams, like everything. And that's something you got to be thinking about while trying to perform on the court. So I think, in that sense, like that also helped me coming here um, in a way where it was like, okay, like I know, especially this year, like I've taken time to kind of step back and I'm like, okay, like what, what do I need to do to like improve my, like my physicals or my mental well-being? Like I gotta, I gotta, I don't know, read more, go outside more, just balancing my life out. I'm not just basketball school 
home, basketball, school home, and just doing those things, it's kind of, kind of overloads everything. So I think having those other activities that you have outside of basketball is completely super important. And it's something that I didn't realize until late, but now that I have, I'm glad I did. Um, mm-hmm. And just like going outside, just enjoying the walk or stuff like, like simple things like that might sound like very, very simple, but it's some people don't do it. And especially when you're in a go, go, go schedule, it's hard to take time to just decompress, go to nature, like have some time to just do nothing. That's it's okay to do nothing, right? Just relax. Like your body needs it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a thing that I realized late, but I'm, I'm very glad I have, and I'm still working on it. I'm still trying to do different things and explore different um, things that I enjoy doing. Right. So just figuring myself out that way through that has helped. You, I mean, you're saying you figured it out late. You didn't figure it out as late as I did. So, <laughs> but it's true, right? Yeah. The research says like those that get out in nature, go for walks, yeah. read, take time for themselves, their mental you know, capacity is better. And then that just makes you a better athlete and better person, mm-hmm. right? So Definitely. good stuff, man. You know what yeah. is also, you're talking about like hard to win back to back. You know where it's the worst to try to win back to back? The University of Victoria, man. Nobody <laughs> wins. Nobody wins two in UVic, and there's a yeah. bunch of reasons why we don't have to talk about it on this podcast. But I mean, I've I've heard I've heard some reasons from uh, some 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 of my sources, some of, my, some of the guys I've played with, and a couple couple of them I don't think we should mention. I think you're right. <laughs> Do you know Al? Have you met Ali Wilmont yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my dog. So him and I are yeah. the same age. Played provincial yeah. team together. He would stay at my house as a billet. Holy Schmidt, those guys. And I remember he's like, there's no way you're beating us tight. We beat them on the Friday. He's like, yeah, no chance. No I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah should have taken the, shouldn't have taken, should have taken the Vikes minus six, you know? Take <laughs> <laughs> like the money line for sure. Yeah. What, before we talk about you as a young guy, yeah. what's, give, give us two things that have stood out to you. you. You've talked about seeing these kind of pro guys. You've talked about the way they treat you and things like that, which I think is great. It says a lot about the bandits. Um, as a franchise, it also talks about the people that they want to bring in and their focus, yeah. right? But for you, someone I'm guessing would maybe be interested in playing some pro ball after he's done his career. Uh, what are some takeaways that you've seen just from an early early standpoint? Maybe their approach or stuff like that, how they make reads. What you know? What is it? A couple things. Yeah, um, I think one of the just one of the main things that kind of stood out to me, just because now that you know I don't have school, I don't have like it's just basketball, right? Like that this is mm-hmm. what I'm focusing on. And it's a bit different for me now because I've never experienced this. Yeah. Um, it's just the way just the way they approach things and just the it's kind of it's kind of cliche to say it, but just the professionalism they bring and just it's every time, right? So it's not it's not okay. We have two a day. So for example, we have morning practice, you have afternoon practice. They don't just come in in the morning and they're like, okay, we got a good one today. Mm-hmm. We're good this afternoon. It's like, okay, let's have a good one right now. Stay fresh recover boom we're back again have a good one again and then mm-hmm. when we catch and then it's e- it's so it's so easy to see like when you when you catch when people catch ourselves like we're we're slacking or we're we're not doing this well this that it it's automatic like a guy just comes out to me okay we gotta do better now like we gotta we gotta pick it up if it's energy if it's focus if it's whatever it is we need at that specific time these guys know these guys know how to bring in these guys know what to do they've kind of kind of been there and done that and just their approach, just approach to the game and their like level of just focus and intensity. Like that's, that was the main, that was the main piece for me mm-hmm. because you see like in it, and you talk to a lot of different guys that played university or playing university now that like, now that I talk to like guys from UBC or guys from any, anywhere, any college, it's, 
not every guy brings that professionalism, right? Like you, you got a lot going on. Like you, you bring, you kind of bring that stuff to the court with you some days and it's hard to like catch people and it's hard to like stay accountable. Like it's hard for those things to happen. So I think that that was the main piece for me that I really like, it really stood out to me and something I really enjoyed. Cause that's something that like I need to improve on as well. Like coming in every day with the same, same level of like the same mindset, the same level of intensity, same energy, and not just, picking my battles, right? Like every drill, mm-hmm. it's got to be a hundred percent. Especially too, like when it, you know, and no, no disrespect to any of your teammates at UVic, but like, or during season, there's probably some moments where you're like, I can cruise a little bit. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm playing against a grown ass man every day. And I think ch- things change when there's bread on the table. Yeah, you know, you yeah. use the word professionalism and you're right. As a young student, you're juggling a whole bunch of things, but there's yeah. no money coming in really, right? It's like, 100%. these guys are like, if I don't perform, then there's no money coming in. And then what do I do? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it, it's their jobs and that's, it's also, it, it's weird. It's weird for me. It's hard for me because I like, I'm not in the same situation they are. Right. Like they, mm-hmm. this is what they do. This is what they live off. It's, You're like is, Leitner on the dream team, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I'm here, like, yeah. like I'm here with a completely different approach. Like I, for me, like me coming in, my mindset was, okay, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to learn as much as I can. Because what what I'm going back to is what like my focus needs to be on, right? Like, and mm. that's like university and UVic and our college season. So my approach here was like, okay, come in with the right mindset, learn a bunch, like learn everything you can, pick their brain, like talk to this guy, talk to this guy, talk to the guards a little bit more, just because I can bring things there and how they how they do things, different drills, like warm up, cool down, like stuff like that, like everything that I want to learn. And then for me, it's like, okay, like if I, when I play, then that's just a bonus, right? Like that's, that's something that like, I want to do a lot, but it's just a bonus. Like that's what my mindset was coming in. And I think that helped me a lot, just kind of approach it the right way and take it the right steps mm-hmm. and not just coming in being like, okay, I think I'm going to play right away. Like, I think that would have been completely like naive for me. So I think approaching it that way was the best thing I could have done. And I've had a great experience so far and I hope, I hope it keeps it going the right way. So yeah, I'm. I've been impressed so far. I've, I'm, I'm loving it. Nice man, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Give my boy Dylan crap too, man. <laughs> whenever he's whenever he's hanging around, tell him. Well, yeah, yeah, give him some. Give him a hard time for me. He's, he's always around. He's always around. Good people over there, man. They're doing a great job. If you're a basketball player out there in the Lower Mainland or uh, BC in general, and you're looking for somewhere to play, we have a proud sponsor, and that is PGC Hoops. You can find them at pgchoops.ca. And the thing that makes them unique and that we're proud to sponsor them and then be a sponsor of us is it's a true nonprofit basketball organization found on the east side of Vancouver. The mission is cost-effective elite basketball for all. Find the website, take a look, register your kids, Register yourself, look for the programs. And if you have any questions, reach out to me and we can contact you with the right people. This is a good program for the right reasons. We appreciate you, PGC Basketball. Let's do it, man. Let's go back. Let's talk about young little Diego. You have a unique story. Um, Lots of really interesting things that I think, like you mentioned, the people will learn about. And this is one thing I just love. Junior actually messaged me today on Instagram and because um, he said uh, you guys had a scrimmage and one of the referees came up to him and said, I heard your story on Hoops Journey, man. It was so cool <laughs> to learn more about you, right? And I think this is yeah. a, the, the fun thing, right? Is some people might 
they might see the numbers or see you, see you play, but they don't know anything about you. So Definitely. talk about yourself and then your journey in terms of how you ended up over in Canada and Victoria of all places and all that stuff. And in between, man. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I think most people know it, but I was, I was born in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Um, uh, I was down there and my, so my, my parents met at Lethbridge college playing basketball. No way. Yeah. It was crazy story. Like she, well, my mom's from Alberta. Okay. Um, she, she's from a small town, Hillspring, Alberta. Give a little shout out. Um, tiny town to, I think it's like 200 people, just a farm, farm town, right? Like yeah. grew up in a farm, everything. And she started playing basketball, went to LCC. Um, and then my dad, I don't know why if he went from Brazil to Lethbridge, but he, yeah, he, he played <laughs> this is there. pre-Google too, man. He probably, oh, yeah. oh, he yeah. probably landed and was like, what the hell yeah, am I doing sure. So he, yeah, he played, he played, I don't know if he played professionally in Brazil, but he played growing up in Brazil and then he coached mm -hmm. and then he went, I'm pretty sure he went late to Lethbridge. So he was like 26, 27. Um, so he went to Lethbridge um, and just wanted to play. So he played and played and coached at Lethbridge. They met, they met there and then they, they kind of stayed over there for a while. My dad, my dad actually just got um, inducted to the Lethbridge College Hall of Fame, like the no basketball way. Hall of Fame. Um, he won a bunch of titles as a coach. I think he won a couple of titles as a player. Um, so they met there and then they moved, they moved to Brazil. Um, don't know how he convinced her to move to Brazil, but moved to Brazil in, I believe, 94, 94, 96. So one of those two. Um, so they moved there. My mom didn't know any, in any Portuguese, nothing came in, just, just clueless, right? Like just kind of yeah. <laughs> exploring everything, taking lessons like this is that doing her masters, like all this. And then they were, they were high school. Well, my dad was high school principal. My mom was, sorry, my dad was middle and high school principal. And my mom was elementary principal at the school I went to growing up. So I went to an international school, um, in Brazil in a small town um called Viandu. Um and it was 45 minutes away from Sao Paulo, an hour away from Sao Paulo. So kind of more on the outskirts and really good international school. Uh, great people there. Like still visit there every time I go. And yeah, so I grew up with having them around basically 24-7. We'd mm -hmm. go to school, I would see them around. We'll go to go back home. Obviously they're there. So they were always around, always supporting. And I I actually grew up a soccer player. Like that's that was my first love that was my like i that's legitimately everything i did was just soccer like i love love soccer that's all i did classic brazilian story of course but um <laughs> just grew up playing soccer wanted to play professional um diehard fan like just everything about the game i just wanted to be a soccer player who was your guy who was your hero my guy yeah. um i it, it's hard to say but i'm because he's argentinian but i've always been a messy guy Okay. Um, growing up, but we can, we can delete that later if you want. Yeah, I know. My, my, <laughs> my, dad won't be my dad won't be happy with that one. Um, but I, with Brazilian guys, I've always liked um, Ronaldinho. Uh, I've liked um, Kaká, like all those guys that kind of just the legends, like the 2002 like World Cup team that was phenomenal. Uh, so I just grew up watching them. Grew up watching Neymar, of course, um, big name in Brazil. So, and then played. Um, and then played a bunch of soccer going up. And then in, it's a bit different. I'll just explain the system. Um, mm -hmm. From here to Brazil, like the sports system is completely different. Everything in Brazil is club-based, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. So mm -hmm. basically kind of our AU, but throughout the year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then here, obviously, you do everything through the schools, which is which I think is the right way to do it. Um, so, <laughs> so when I was there, I played club. Um, I played club soccer the whole, my whole time. And then in in school, we just had like we were just we we made a team, made a basketball team. So the club is separate of the school. They're just like scouting you and trying to like come play for our club. They're like identifying completely, you. Completely you. different. Completely there's no different connection thing. at all. There's no. Yeah. Like now it's started a little bit more, but there's no mm-hmm. school sports. Like it's it's not the system here where it's like, okay, you have a league, mm-hmm. you play this, and then you play provincials or you play this. There's no yeah. it's everything club based. Everything goes okay. towards clubs. So um, so then we we made a team in the, on the school just to practice, like a basketball team. Like one of the one of the teachers there, PE teachers there, like basketball, and we made a team. And then we went to play, we went to play a team in another city, another um, international school. And we went to play whatever. I was like, okay, let's do it. So I went to do it. And a club, a club team from that city was the coach for this school. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, Oh, like your kid, like he has just like a natural talent. I was still super young. And he was like, Oh, like he can play a little bit. Like, why why doesn't he come out to practice with us? Um, and then my dad was like, Oh, like why not? Like, let's let's do it. It's like it was like twice a week only, like nothing serious just kind of on the side. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's play another sport. And I started there. And this was the club that I played for until I moved here. And I was about, I don't know. I was about, I think I was about 11 or 12. So I started, I started late, considerably mm-hmm. late. Um, so then I started, I played for two years before I moved here, I believe two or three. Um, and then I played club there. Um, but the system's completely different. Are you 23, um, I, 23 now? How old are you? I'm 21. I'm turning 22 oh in July. God. Dude, so we're not even like 10 years in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So then I yeah, I basically um played club there. And then when I moved here, didn't know anyone. Uh so I moved here in grade nine. Uh, my brother was grade seven. I moved here with my brother and my mom. And my dad stayed there. So he's still there. Mm-hmm. Um and he's like a director over there. Mm-hmm. Um so I moved here, didn't know anyone, we didn't know anything. Um like a school director? Yeah, he's he's okay. a, a school director um, for a new international school that opened. Um, so you're pretty now. high achieving, like educational yeah. based parents, hey? Oh yeah, he, yeah, huge, edu- fully yeah. educational based. Yeah, yeah. that's that's why I'm kind of going towards that route. I think and just the, the we background. can talk you out of it. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> no. So yeah. Say goodbye so, to your hairline. I oh man, <laughs> I've heard stories. <laughs> so yeah, so then I moved here. Didn't know anyone. Um, the only reason we were, my mom, and my dad always wanted my brother and I to move here for high school and do our education here, finish, mm. like, finish our education here because they knew how it worked and they knew the, the sports, like everything was kind of better here. So, so did they eyeball Victoria in general or was it just like, no, so this, yeah. this is where it gets interesting. So my, yeah. we were going to move to Lethbridge, obviously, because my mom was from there, whatever. And then my mom and my dad were like, okay. These guys are going to go from 30 degree weather to yeah. minus 30 degree weather. Like, are you yeah. sure we want to do this? And we we yeah. didn't know this at the time, but now they tell us. Mm. Uh, but they were just like, I don't know. It's going to be too much of a change. Like, they were super worried, this and that. And then we had we had a dinner with a friend, a friend of my dad's, um, super close friends to this day. And he also works at another school and he takes his kids to exchange programs. So he takes, um, he, take, he brings kids like for two months, three months at a time. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, he he brought kids to Victoria. So mm-hmm. he was like, okay, like, have you guys che- like checked out Victoria? Like, do you guys know anything about it? And I was like, no, like, not at all. Like, and then they got on the laptop, they started researching. And my mom was like, wow, like, it's a good city. Like, weather is not even remotely close to Lethbridge. Like, 
it's just not that drastic of a change. And she's like, for some reason, she was like, okay, like let's let's try it out. And then we just decided, and they're like, okay, let's move to Victoria. Told me and my brother. Obviously, we're upset at the time. We're like, oh, we don't want to leave like this and that. Like we didn't want something new. So, mm-hmm. so then we moved to Victoria. Didn't know anyone. Um, we ended up. It was crazy. Sorry, we ended up living. I think we ended up living in a hotel room, like a just a normal two bed hotel room. Me and my brother slept in the same bed for about, I think it was like three months almost, maybe even more. Um, just slept there because um, obviously we didn't have a place. We didn't, have, we didn't know anything. My mom was looking every day, every day. How many day. scraps? Looking, How many scraps a week? Oh man, like she was looking every day. Like it was, it was, it was tough. Like I, mm-hmm. it was, it was a tough transition for sure for all three of us, uh, all four mm-hmm. of us. Like. For my sure. dad staying back and not seeing us and just for my mom to just leave her job and just work at she she worked at a grocery store for the longest time just to support me and my brother so she mm-hmm. various jobs so then she ended up getting a job in the ministry of education that's where she's at now and she's always kind of moving up the ladder getting kind of promotion stuff like that which is great um and then yeah so then we moved we moved there to a smaller apartment um to just this like it was like this bachelor suite everything connected kitchen connected like <laughs> crazy just crazy now that i think about it same thing pull out couch one of us two of us slept there my mom slept in the bed like just just crazy crazy stuff so then we moved there um yeah and then we just moved around and now we're another apartment um but a little bit bigger mm-hmm. um and then i started out bay didn't know anyone and for for those who don't know me i'm very very introverted very like shy very to myself but like I like doing things kind of on like my own, like just always been super introverted, like always been shy. So then Man when I said moved, yes to a podcast though, we uh, must be yeah. doing something right, huh? No, now, now uh, I've gone, now I've gone better. <laughs> so, um, yeah, sure, so though. then I moved. Yeah. So then when I moved for the first, for the first year, now that I, now that I talked to my mom, talk to my mom more about it now, but, um, it was, it was very tough for her. Like I didn't know, but she was super worried about me. She was like, okay, like he's mm-hmm. not making any friends. Like, I'm assuming that at the international school, you learned English though. Like it yes. wasn't that. Yeah. So there's yes. no language barrier. Yeah. Okay. No, no language barrier. I understood everything. Obviously a bit of an accent when I first came, like sure. natural things, but understood mm-hmm. everything. No barrier there, which helped a lot. Yeah. Um, but I didn't talk to anyone for the first, uh, almost a year. First, mm-hmm. my whole, almost my whole grade nine, I was six months. Let's say I didn't talk to anyone. I would have lunch by myself. I would go home. I wouldn't talk to anyone, go back home. And my mom would ask stuff and I, I didn't have anything to say, right? Like I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't really, I didn't do much and go up to people, didn't talk. So she was super worried. So that was a tough, it was a tough first year. Mm-hmm. And then, and then coincidentally, obviously, you know, Chris Franklin and he, he was the sole reason why I got into basketball at Oak Bay. Like I, mm-hmm. there's no other way to put it. It's just, I was, I was actually in picking my classes. I was in English and drafting and coincidentally he taught both of those and I didn't know he was a basketball guy. So I didn't know whatever. he actually worked. I didn't know he actually worked there. I thought he just got paid to walk around the halls. <laughs> pump, well, maybe pump up maybe now he does just teach his basketball class and then he just, right? he just coaches. Him, <laughs> that's, and Kinnear, that's him, Kinnear and Pippas just complain in the PE <laughs> office all day, you know? Oh yeah. There's those guys just sit around there for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah. So then I was in his class and then one day, whatever he was, he was talking and he's like, I think it was closer to basketball tryouts. And he goes, who here plays basketball? Just, you know, the way he is. He's like, who here plays basketball? And I was super shy. kind of raised my hand up quietly, like just the side. And I was like, and no one knew me or whatever. And then I just put my hand. He's like, oh, you play basketball? And I was like, I guess so. Like, I guess I do now. 
didn't know anyone. And then he comes up, he's like, oh, you should show up at 7 a.m. every day. And I was like, what? What do you mean show up at 7 a.m. every day for what? And I was going to say, yeah. little did you know it was Oak Bay basketball, right? Like, the, yeah, yeah. The history and tradition. It, and like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, OK, what? Like, what is it's this not two days about? a week? Yeah. What is this guy <laughs> talking about? Like, it's basketball 7 a.m. before school. Just crazy thought to me. So then but obviously super shy. I didn't want to say no to anyone. And I was just like, OK, let's let's do it. Like, I'm. I'm, I'm in like, let's, let's do something. It was something new. So then he gets me next day already gets me in 7am and he's like, okay. He brings in one of his guys, his senior guys, Micah Tang. I don't know if you know who he is, mm-hmm. but he played a while there. Bring him in. And I remember to this day, we went to the small gym. It wasn't in the big small gym. I get in there. I thought I was just going to go in there, shoot, shoot around, mess around, get in there. He's there. Micah's there. I, get, I didn't have a basketball. He gets a basketball. And then he's like, okay. He's gonna he's gonna take you like through a workout. Like he's gonna you guys just work together. First thing we should start ball handling. We should start going. And I haven't played in so long. Start ball handling, and I was like, oh, like dead tired, dripping sweat, like seven a.m. And I was like, gotta go to school after this. Like, what am I doing? Like, whatever. And then I kept going. And it was this was like every single day, seven a.m. Monday to Friday. I was seven a.m. in the gym. Um, not always with Mike, because sometimes alone. And then I just created that routine. Like I was, I didn't know much else to do. So I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing every day. Let's do it. So got in a 7 a.m. shooting machine, like played one-on-one, like whoever was there, we would play ball handling, like shooting everything you can imagine. I was there every day. Um, and then ever and then started um started playing, tried out for the junior team, didn't make the junior team in grade nine. Um, I played junior B, is I think what they call it now too. Mm-hmm. But played junior B, it was just it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't real basketball now you think about it like that those games like it's just <laughs> just for fun like you just you just play and uh completely different than what Ope was all about so then it made junior b and i was practicing with the junior team just practice like that's it and then um and then by the end of the se- by the end of the grade nine season um i i, I was kind of on the team um and then our our season just our season just ended and that was it. And I was, I was practicing with the, I wasn't practicing with the senior team, but friends like come up and like come practice. And I, to this day, like another, another great person that um, told me was Rob Paris. He's legend at UVic, led Oak Bay legend um, guard. Um, he was, he was his assistant coach at the time. And I would go to the senior practices expecting to practice. And he was like, okay, Rob, take him to the side. I would, I would be in the side hoop. I form shots for, two hours like it was just form shots form shots rob would look over to frank and be like what do you want to do next and he's like keep shooting kept shooting kept shooting kept shooting just form shots on just reps just, just repetitions on repetitions um and then i would run like i would always do the suicide i'd always do those things um but never pass with them so that's where i started beginning to create a routine and beginning to start shooting putting reps in mm-hmm. um and then in my grade 10 season i played both i played junior and senior um and then i started playing junior um barely barely remember anything i think i played a couple tournaments and then i don't know i think it was a month in um frankie's like okay you're up with the senior team that's it like you're not you're not playing with them anymore and i was i was like okay i think it was after the gary taylor and then played there um and then for coincidental reasons i we had the legal beagle i believe terry fox yeah legal beagle um in grade 10 Former Taylor. Raven. I'm a former Raven. Yeah, yeah. Great tournament. What one of yeah. my favorites by far. Nice. Um, so I yeah, so when then grade 10, I came off the bench. Um, and then Kaylin Kaylin got hurt. 
um, Caitlin Scott got hurt, and I he put me in, and I was like, okay. And we were playing Simeon at the time. Um, very great stories with Lafergy and all, just amazing to this day. Um, and he and that game, I had I had 35 points, and I it was just catch and shoot threes. I was standing on the corner, catch and shoot threes or pull ups, stuff like that. Just simple floaters, didn't do anything. Um, had 35 points, and to this day, I that was like the the kind of the breakout game. That, that was the game where I was like, okay, like I realized that I could I could do this, right? Like I can I can mm-hmm. do this. I was young, like whatever. And I think Fred felt the same way. And then after that tournament. Um, I, I started for the rest of the season. Um, and then, yeah. And then, then after that, it was just, it was great that every summer we would have, he would open the gym and I've never seen anyone work as hard as Franklin does, um, as in open the gym, whenever you want, like he literally just texts him, gets the keys. He's there, like just hardest worker. He's always there. So we did skills. We played against older guys. That was one of the main things as well. He would bring college guys or much older guys to just, just play against us and just, push us around and just body us a little bit. And that helped a lot. Um, and we played and then my grade 11 season was by far my best high school season. Um, in general, we, we won every, we won every tournament there was, we won legal beagle, Vang college. We won, we won everything. So we're uh, like all those tournaments, we won all the tournaments and I got, I got MVP for all those tournaments. And then, then I was like, okay, this is, this is starting to get serious, right? Like this is this, I got, this is what I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do. Um, and throughout my high school, I played soccer and volleyball um, as well. Like I played all three um, mm-hmm. every year, um, but volleyball more, more for fun. Like I just love doing it. It's just more fun. And I love soccer as well. Like I, I still think I wish, I wish I played both just, mm-hmm. just, I have that natural like love for the game. And I just, every time I touch the ball, it's just, it brings, brings stuff back memories and all that. So, sure. um, so yeah, the my grade 11 season was amazing. Like we had a great team. Ended up falling short of provincials, unfortunately, but we great season, um, breakout season, um, some would say. But and then after that, I played provincial team in in the summer, um, which was really good. Played for, Who'd you play uh, for? Played for Hanson, UBC. Yeah, played for him. Really good experience. Was, it, was Lafergie helping? Yeah. So that came in. That, I came out and watched you guys play at mm-hmm. Semi. I think yeah. He played Douglas or something. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. did. I remember that. So yeah. So he. It was Hanson head coach. Um, Lafergie was um, helping out with Ransford, um, Huang. Um, I thought we had another one. Can't remember, but we had, yeah, we had those coaches. That's when I met Lafergie and that's where we got close. Um, mm-hmm. And then he started joking that he was the reason why um, that 35 point game in grade 10, he was the reason why that I, I started, I started getting, getting good. That, that, that was, he takes all the credit to this day, <laughs> um, which is funny. So sounds on brand then, for, for Eddie. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. then, and then now I still, now that he's up in Kelowna, we, we do camps together. Like I go up there once every summer, me and Brian, and we, we always do a camp with him, which is super sweet. Just having that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, my grade 12 season was pretty interesting. We lost, we lost. From the rotation, the nine in my grade eleven year, we lost eight, and I was the only one left that was at, like actively playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was completely like kind of rebuild year, um, but it was super fun, like because it was with all all my friends were like all all the grade twelve guys. We were there, and honestly, one of the most hardworking teams I've been on. Just guys just wanted to grind, and guys just wanted to play. Um, we didn't have as a successful season. Um, one of our best tournaments was at the Beagle again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we beat them, beat them there in the semifinal. That was one of our big games. Uh, but yeah, just great group of guys. Like 
had lots of fun. Um, and that was that was the year where I started the numbers started to increase. Um, the usage started to increase, the volume started to increase. And that's where I started putting up more, more and more numbers. Um, which was good, which was good for my career. Um, but I, yeah, I think, I don't know, just a lot of things that when you reflect back on, you wish kind of did differently. And I think, I don't know, I wish I was more successful in the high school level, you know, like when you see like provincial runs, like just, I just want to do that a little, just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, I, I really enjoyed my high school experience. Like, I think I couldn't have chosen, chosen any better than Oak Bay. Like that was the perfect fit for me. Like the people there, like Chris Franklin coincidentally being there. Uh-huh. And just, just the, the, everything he did, he did for me in the game of basketball was just unreal, like unbelievable. And another coincidence was that he played against my dad at LCC when he was playing for Medicine Hat, I believe, or one of those teams. No way. And it was, it was a one of those meetings. Uh, I forgot what they called PT meetings, maybe one of those meetings. Yeah. Uh, my mom came in, and then, and then my Franklin realized my last name, and he goes is he a mafia? And my mom's like, what? She kind of like went back. And then he's like, yeah, like is, um, she said, he said my, my dad's brother's name, my uncle's name. He was like, are you Casio's like, um, wife? And then she's like, no, 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 Carlos. And he's like, Carlos. And then they went on and on stories on stories about how they played against each other. And then my dad was shocked. And then when he visited, they talked a bunch. So it was just a crazy coincidental story that worked out. Um, and then, yeah. And then I, Kind of decided to stay home. Um, mm. Decided to go to UVic. Um, yeah, I mean, I had had different looks, had different. I was going to say so. Like between, well, one. Let's pause for a second. Go back. Do you ever wonder yeah. if there was no no uh, grade nine B team? You ever think about that? I I've thought about it a lot. Yeah, it's weird, right? Very weird. It's funny how things work because, like, where I'm at, where I'm at St. Thomas More, like we just don't have enough kids mm-hmm. to run B teams, right? We're yeah. a, we're a double yeah. A Sky school playing triple A, yeah. and we've tried it, but it just doesn't work, right? So 100%. like you're fortunately to, at Oak Bay where there's bigger numbers and like, yeah, yeah. And, and I we, think it's so important because when you're in grade nine, like you can change so much, yes. which is proof in your pudding, right? Like if you put the work in and, and show commitment, like you change physically so much. So Definitely. I just think it's interesting, like, yeah. If, no, and then, yeah, and as, as as you said, like as cliche as it sounds, like you, mm-hmm. you just gotta put in the work, you just gotta put in the effort. Like I, if I wasn't introduced to that work ethic, and it was kind of, it wasn't, it wasn't for me at all. Like it was like I didn't know any better, and mm-hmm. he introduced me to that, and he was like, okay, this is what you gotta do, and I was like, okay, let's do it. And as I got that routine, it was just I just did it every day without even thinking. It was just seven a.m., seven a.m., seven a.m., seven a.m., seven a.m. And I didn't know any better. I was just putting up shots. Um, but I yeah, think it's, it's cool just, too how he showed you like the power of mentorship. Like he could have been there, but yep. he took a guy who you probably were more able to connect with. Definitely. And you looked up to him a little bit. You maybe didn't even yep. know who he was yet, but <laughs> yep. you know, and then you're just like, you can build a relationship. You start to see the culture of the program and you, it's just like, it's a smart play, right? Like it's a hundred percent. Like he unique, put me and he put me with one of like his guys or like he was, mm-hmm a main a main guy for his team and he was he should he could have played post-secondary he didn't and he was probably like i gotta do what yeah no i'm just kidding exactly (laughs) great tall guy trying to teach his grade nine kid that no one knows yeah um but yeah no it was i was i just feel great about that experience and yeah and the grade nine team we we ended up playing two teams in the city there wasn't enough teams to play we'd always play the same teams but yeah if it wasn't for that like who knows like maybe i would stop playing like maybe like it's just it's crazy to think like the journey, like and all the different teams I played on. Like it wasn't just like success right away. It yeah. was kind of like a building like timeline of 
okay, I got to go through this to get to here, here to get to here. And when, when I get here, I still got to stay working, right? Like it was for sure. It was definitely a process and something that like I grinded towards, mm-hmm. um, which makes me feel good as well. Like it makes kind of feel accomplished, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it was a good, good feeling. Um, yeah. I know. And I know it's hard to your reflection is like, as a competitor, you look back and it's like, you know, would like to crack the final four or whatever. And like, yeah. Being someone like when in 94, we won the provincials, right? And then mm-hmm. my grade 12 year, we were the number one seed and we lost first round, right? So some people say like the biggest upset of all time. So it's like, the, and yeah. then now coaching and you've seen, you've been, you've played and you've seen the good teams, Ope has had other teams, like yep. to actually go on the run and make that run and get there. It's like so oh. many things have to happen, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely. pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we, we, we thought we had it. Very 11. We thought he had mm-hmm. it. We, we were undefeated. We didn't, we didn't lose. We didn't lose mm-hmm. a game the whole year. We were mm-hmm. just, that's, we just won. Like, and it was just, it just happened, right? Like we weren't nothing about it. Like we didn't do anything like special. It was just, we won. We knew how to win. Mm-hmm. And then won the first round, then got to the quarterfinals. We saw Burnaby South. We, we never saw, that was the one team we didn't play all year. Mm-hmm. No tournaments, no nothing. They were bigger. They were stronger. They were just more physical, and they just mm-hmm. they just got us. And that was the one game where like every everything changed. Um, yeah. And if we got through that, we would have played Belmont, who we played seven times throughout the year. Like we mm-hmm. knew them. Like we were confident. Um, and I, it's funny because every time, like the teachers, like all everyone, like near, like all the teachers that were back, they were like, okay, like they're already planning to come over to the semifinal final. Like they mm-hmm. were like, okay, we're booking this, we're booking this, and we knew about it. We're like, okay, like we're excited, like. People coming mm-hmm. from the island to watch because as the island team, like you never have any. Not that you have, you have some people here, but you're always, you're always the away sure. team. No matter what tournament you're playing, you're always the away team. Um, so it was kind of neat. We're like, okay, we're excited. Like guys, people are coming over to watch us. Like, yeah, let's, let's do our thing. Let's. And then it was just disappointing, and that that's what hurt the most, just the disappointment that it was, and the just the hype that we had that year. If you didn't know, our second sponsor, ATO Basketball aka ATOP Ball, located directly at the Langley Event Center in British Columbia. This place has everything you need. I swear, if you walk in and you're a hoop head, there's nothing you won't be able to find. Sale items, Jordan, Adidas, Puma, you name it. The brands are all there. Shoes, jerseys, retro, current, Vancouver Bandits. You can even get every basketball you name. Shout out to our boy Jeff at ATOB Ball for willing to be a sponsor to us. Go check them out. Check the store. Mention us. And who knows, you might find yourself lucky. Thanks to ATOB Ball. It is one of the challenges too of being like you touched on the island team is like mm-hmm. how many times have island teams been salty and felt sort of shunned because of the seating they get. So yep. then you got a guy like Frankie who's willing to play anywhere, anytime, go to Kelowna, yep. like playing every tournament. And then the one team that you miss yeah. ends up, did they win the, they won the BCs that year? They, yeah. They right. So that was part of the run. So it's like, we yeah. did everything we could just kind of, yeah. but it's, it's hard. Just, it's just how it goes. Yeah. And it's, I don't like, I don't like regretting things, but it's just, it's, it's more of a reflection than anything. It's just yep. an experience that just helped kind of me get to another level too. So sure. And then, yeah. And then that next level. So you talked about kind of the grade 11 year was your best year. So obviously the interest starts to come in, you're playing provincial team. Um, how and why did you decide to stay home at UVic? And, you know, was there a school out there that almost had you or was it 
Would it have been a good, yeah, okay, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if many people know this at all, but I, it's an interesting story. Um, I, I had interested, I had interest for most of the schools in BC. Um, mm-hmm. and then I had also interest from, I believe it was, it was Calgary. Um, uh, what was other, there was another school in Alberta. Um, and then, yeah, and then it ended up being, um, I went on a visit to Calgary, um, mm-hmm. and they were just off their national championship the year okay. before, yeah. um, 2018, I believe they won. Um, so they were just off the national championship. I'm like, okay, this program, like, I like what they're doing, like coaches, like everything. Went on a visit, me and my mom went on a visit, loved it. Like, absolutely loved it. Like city was beautiful. Campus was nice. Um, coaches were amazing. Like Dan Van Horn and Pearson, who at the time was the assistant coach, like amazing guys, like Pearson, like one of one of the, one of the greatest guys I've like, I've met one of the greatest coaches I've met. I agree. Um, low key, a nice city, low yes. key, nice city yeah. for sure. Yeah. No, I, That's I where my, my wife lived when, when we met, yeah. she was living there and yeah, I was like, man, I actually got to spend some time. I was like, this place yeah. is dope. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't, I didn't have much time to go and explore. Like I was always mm-hmm. like doing something like there, but Sure. The little I had to see, like it was, and now that I've visited, like it's a very, very nice place. Like, and mm-hmm. I have lots of friends that go there that really enjoy it. So went there and that was, that was one of my main options. Um, and then obviously after I played provincial team, um, I talked to Hanson a little bit more, talked to UBC, um, talked to SFU um, a little bit. Um, and then obviously Craig and Josh, they were talking to me for a while just because I, I played for Josh in AAU, like Fight Station and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we knew each other for since I was like 15. So um, so then those were the schools. And then um in my in my last AU season, which I think, yeah, it was the end of grade 11 or summer of grade 11 to 12. Um, we went to Vegas and last tournament, and we don't really get lots of exposure. So I didn't have any. Mm-hmm. I had no no looks from the US. Like I had, I had nothing. And then we went to play and um, you know, Liam Machesti, one of the guys, one of the guys of I played with. I played mm-hmm. TBC with him, but he was playing for Athlete at the time. And they were also in Vegas. And they were playing on the court before us. And and he had a lots he had lots of looks from the States, right? Like he had lots of offers. And I think we were we go to the gym and they're playing and we just see on the on the bench, it's like it's like Washington. It's like um, all these D1 schools, like Eastern Washington, like um, all these different schools, Buffalo, like all these schools, like sitting there and we're just watching like, okay, they finish their game, like 90% of them get up and leave. Yeah. And then a couple stay and then they're looking and we had um, Ethan Bogue on our team. Yeah. Um, and he, and he, he was on our team and they're like, Oh, this guy's, this guy's big. Like he's athletic. He can shoot like whatever. Let's watch him more they asked about him, whatever Josh told him. And then we start playing. And I end, I think I ended up having, having like 42 that game against against an American team, team from California. I had 42. And at halftime, I just see the, the Eastern Washington coach come up and talk to Josh. And they ask, and then Josh obviously tells me after. And then I talked to the coaches. And that was my heaviest like offer from a state school was Eastern Washington. Um, so at the end, it ended up being between... Um, Eastern Washington, UBC, UVic, and Calgary. And I was ex- like extremely close to signing with Calgary. Like, like I was 
almost pen to paper. Like I was mm-hmm. like, I was set, like just kind of set on doing it. Um, and then like l- some last, last minute things like kind of just popped up, happened. Um, and just like some unfortunate circumstances. And then I was just like, okay, like I kind of want to like in my mind, I was just thinking about it. I was like, okay, I want to, I want to have success in the next level. Right. So the, all those schools can provide me with that. Like all successful schools, great history. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like now I've got to make a choice. Right. Like, so, um, and all those were like basically the same offers. Like it was just scholarship and everything. So then sat down um, by myself and I was like, okay, like what, what do I want to do? Like what do I want to accomplish? And then in my mind, something felt different about doing it in my city, like doing it, just that thought of doing it for my city. Like if I'm going to win, I want to do it for my city, like somewhere like where I grew up playing, like where I like played high school basketball. And like, I, I, I just kind of want to do it for the Victoria community, especially cause it's like an Island thing. Like he just, you're an island boy now, like you're an island guy. Like you go to UVic and you're an island guy. You connect with different alumni and like all this stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm liking this idea more and more and more and more. Um, and then, yeah, and then I decided, I decided to UVic. Um, it was funny because I, the way, the way I, not announced it, but the way I told them was, because um, I've always been number six. So mm-hmm. then I, I texted Craig, I think I texted Craig or Josh or both. And I was like, um, you guys still have the number six available. And that was, that was kind of the way I announced it. And then they're like, and they were like, does that mean like you're in? And I was like, yeah, fully in. And then signed, um, came, they came to Oak Bay and like we signed, like we talked and I was training with them for a while. So I kind of knew the, knew some of the guys and knew the way, what they were about mm-hmm. and everything like that. Um, so yeah, that's, that was kind of the recruitment story and how everything unfolded. But I, I, I really like genuinely think I made the right choice. Um, mm-hmm. and I, to this day, I think I am in the right place. Um, and obviously now that we're successful kind of helps me to say that like we won a couple, <laughs> couple candlelight seasons, um, but just, just everything, everything about UVic and our, like our men's basketball program in these past two years for me specifically have, I've really changed a lot. Just my, just my thought about it, just, just the culture and the guys, the coaches, like what everyone's about, like they bring the right guys in. They, they do, they do, we do things the right way. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that, that is, that's something very important for me. Like, it's not just basketball and like, you just got to have the right approach to things. And I think like these past two years, we've had the right, we've been doing it the right way. And a lot of credit to the coaches, like the people they brought in and the, the work they've done to, for us to be successful. Like I, I do not regret it at all. Like I, I think yeah. I generally belong at UVic. So yeah, yeah it's just like a such a huge following too, right? Like you guys have the new stadium. It's like so beautiful. Yeah. And like all the dudes that I hooped against, you know, the Heinrichs and the Kinnears, right? The yeah. Wilmots, the Holy Schmitz, like you got Ken Shields, you got yeah. Hyde Lay, like all these guys want to see the program succeed. You got Blake, mm-hmm. right? My boy yeah. Blake, right? Like <laughs> all these guys, Greg Bateson, like they, they yeah. want to see, and there's a, there's a huge supportive alumni following. We have Jeff, Jeff McKay on the, on the podcast yeah. who just, yeah. You know, cut a huge check for you guys, right? And just want to yeah. see you guys succeed, right? So I think there is a different element to the island. I give those guys a hard time. Can't get them <laughs> off the rock ever, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But but it is a different feeling, a different thing. And I love how you frame that in terms of mm-hmm. like repping for your city. That's dope. I love that. Yeah. I think that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. No, definitely. That's it's alumni support. And these last, honestly, 
the, my first two years, not as much like from the community. Like obviously we had games where people show out, mm-hmm. but this past year, like obviously I probably because of a little bit of our success, like of our winning of and like how we've done things. But those games against UBC look wild, man. I honestly like right now, like we talk about it as a team, mm-hmm. but after that overtime UBC game that we had at home, mm-hmm. every single game after that completely packed, sold out. Like it was, it was, I've never seen like in a like Canadian university, I've never seen anything like that. Like I, like I remember like we specifically for the final, cause we hosted every game, right? Cause we were yep. first, yep. end up hosting playoffs for the final game against Winnipeg. They announced it. Okay. We're going to start selling tickets at 12 and their system completely crashed. Mm. And they were like, okay, only in-person tickets. So then we're like, oh, damn, that, that's unfortunate. Like, we're not going to have as many people out. Like, that's just like, they don't want to get, they know they're not come in or whatever. So then my mom's like, oh, I want to get my my one, my one free ticket, like from you. And I was like, okay, let's go in at 12. Because at 12, no one's going to be there. We walk in, open the Carson doors. And there was a line. I don't know if you've ever been there, but there's a concourse. Yep. Yeah. And the line was from the front desk and looped around four times all the way up to the concourse and we were looking and as soon as i walked in like everyone was already like oh like 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 good luck like all this stuff like everyone mm-hmm. like supporting like i was like we watched you play like we loved your game like all the stuff and i was just there with my mom trying to get a ticket right like and it was mm-hmm. it was crazy to see like how many people wanted to watch the game and the tickets were sold out by 2 p.m mm-hmm. and like it was just like this like in person like everyone came in everyone made sure they got their ticket everyone supported and standing room only like just the community support in this past year has been unreal and it's helped mm-hmm. us like a ton. Like just seeing like just seeing those kids with the signs and seeing them happy and seeing them come up to us after and signing. It just has a special feeling, like just that island feeling and just kind of just doing it for the city. And it's just I yeah, I feel very good like mm-hmm. right now about it and I feel good going forward. And I, I hope that it continues this way. Um and I'm sure it will just because we got great alumni. We got great people in Victoria and the community has been great too. So love it. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. man. And there's something to be said for being the only ticket in town. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Good high school ball, but like, and you got Camosun, right? Yeah. VIU is a bit of a trek. It's like, mm-hmm. Hey man, yeah. come watch. So it's dope. 100%. Yeah. Let's do some fun questions, a little lightning round and we'll get you to bed here. Cause you know, coach Julius is going to have you uh, <laughs> on the baseline a lot tomorrow, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sound good. Sound good. Sound good. Okay. All right. We go all over the map here. Uh, let's get right to it. You and four dudes. I don't know how you took this. You can go NBA, all your favorite players, maybe some guys you run with. You're, but we're talking blacktop here, right? So none of these like home cooking, like Uncle George from Victoria or the local guy at the pub ref in the game. This is like call your own. Case. <laughs> it's a city yeah, style yeah. ball, man. Yeah. Who, who are we running with? You and four dudes. What do we got? Yeah, I mean, I I had to, on this one. I had to go with my guys. I have to go with my guys. I don't want to go with any NBA guys because that'd be that'd be the easy way out. So I sure. think I like I went with guys that like I like I would I would trust like I would trust with my life. Like I would like I would go to war. Um, and I know like because I've been there with them. Um, so it would be me, um, Dom Oliveri, um, our five man last year, um, Scott Kellum. Um, Aaron, um, Tesla Georges, our two man, and Takeshi Croak. He's Kamosin, plays at UFE now. Um, mm-hmm. and then my and then my coach would have to be Chris Franklin. Like it's for me, it's just 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 a, just an easy one for me. <laughs> 
Is he at least wearing a golf shirt or is he in like uh, khaki oh, shorts and a no, tank he, top because it's summertime on black top? I think, I think he's got it. He's got to wear the, the classic, the classic khaki shorts <laughs> and then the button up um, golf shirt. It, it's, it's a go-to the, the bay one with the little, the little button up two button up. That's has to be wearing that or else we won't win. <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got the best seat in the house. You can take whoever, you know, whoever you want. What concert are you going to? Artists can be dead or alive. Yeah. I feel like it's too much pressure to pick one. It's, you know, you can give us a couple. What do you got? I got, I got two here. Okay. Um, one, one is a Brazilian one. One is kind of an American one. Okay. So the, the Brazilian one is called um, Grupo Menos Amais. And it basically means the literal translation is group less is more. Um, okay. And it's basically just, it, it's just a, it's Brazilian music, um, very upbeat, and it's it's my pregame like um, it's my oh. pregame my pregame routine is I listen to some Brazilian music just to kind of get relaxed, get a little bit looser, and uh, say it a little slower for the white guy here. Okay, what's it called? Um, in in English. Well, how do I find it on Spotify? Okay, um, it's okay. Let's go slow here. It's G R U P O. Yeah, and then and then space. Yeah, M E N O S. And then space. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Space E and then space M A I S. Look at these guys. They look like a good time. Is that yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's them. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they would be, they would probably be my first option right now. Yeah. Um, I listen, I listen to them a lot. Um, That's dope. And, and my second one, I, I've been, I've kind of been a fan for a while um, is Eminem. I would need, Wow, I would need I'm a little bit, a little bit older, which is which is kind of surprising. But I think I think thank I would. Thank you have for to, saying a little bit. Thank you for yeah. saying a little bit. <laughs> a little bit old. Obviously, I would like I would love for it to be his older music, just because that's his that's his bread and butter, and I just know most of his songs. So I think uh, I I would have to go to Eminem concert, but it has to be his old music for sure. Nice yeah, man. Those are my two. I got to go to the 2001 Up and Smoke tour when Dre dropped the Chronic 2001. Oh, oh, so yeah, so it was like Dre, Snoop, Ice Cube, Eminem. It was wild. Wow. It was buck wild. I yeah, love it was that. crazy. I yeah, love that. <laughs> crazy. Wow, I love it. Good selections. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, controversial topic here. You know, with your Brazilian background, not sure what you, how you feel about ketchup on macaroni. Thoughts. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm gonna have to say that it's wrong or I don't do it. Um you're I'm, to say I'm it's like, wrong. It's I, your episode, man. Yeah, I mean I I I gotta say it's wrong. Um, but I to be fair, I am a huge ketchup fan. Like I am like if I had to pick like one condiment, it would be ketchup, like regardless. But okay. not on macaroni, you know, like it's just for me that's just some something strange about that. I just like my macaroni just just yep. the macaroni, you know? Yeah. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. We have a few people with ketchup problems. 106 episodes. Some people have some, some ketchup issues, Damn. man. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, um, books or movies, if you had to choose. Yeah, this was, this was a tough one. Um, oh. It, it's, always, it's always been movies. Um, but lately, like, uh, completely books. Just, I've been... Reading a lot, and that was one of the things we talked about earlier. Like I've been trying to do more, yeah. Um, and I've kind of been obsessed with it the last um, few months. Good um, for you. It's yeah. hard to do, man. I it suck is. at it. I try, but it's hard. Me, 
yeah, I, I was the same way. And then I, mm. I started, I started going towards more of my, um, interests and a more, obviously like more sports related. And then I sure. kind of started branching out through there. Um, so hit, us yeah, with, I think, hit us with a couple, couple books that are classics for you and a couple movies. Like what do you got? Okay. I got, I got my, my first book that I, I think it's a must read, um, is called atomic habits. Hey, there we go. That James is, clear. Yeah. James clear. Very um, good. Just I read it not so long ago. Um, that was that was an amazing book. Really enjoyed it. I'm guessing uh, Coach Bo doesn't have to worry about the GPA with you. Hey, like you're not going to study hall or anything with the rest. No, of the, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I really went on a limb with that one, didn't I? Yeah, I, I'm good there. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one. He's not even 22. He's reading Atomic Habits. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Try. I, I have a couple more books that I need. I need to mention. Yeah, um, please do. One, one is the mindful athlete, um, the the Phil Jackson. Um, that is also one of my favorite books. Probably, probably my favorite sports book. Just just the way that he talks about his, the Bulls team and um, his practices What's and stuff like that. George is, George George Mun- Mun- Mumford? Mumford Munford, I think. Yeah. So you know yeah. Matt Kuzminski. Yeah. So he recommended it when he was on the pod, mm-hmm. and I couldn't put the book down, which is yeah. like that is a rare thing for me. Yeah, no, it was like, crazy. My my dad, yeah. my dad was saying, my dad was like, "You need to read this book," and I was like, "Oh, I don't know." Grabbed yeah. it, started reading it. I, I think I read it twice already, and I was like, "Wow!" Like I just, and I started like highlighting stuff just because I wanted to to get those points right. And then nice. another one, another one that like that's also um, kind of Phil Jackson is Sacred Hoops, which I I recently finished. And who is this guy? <laughs> my yeah, spirit animal. No, yeah, and I just because because of that, I started to like just research more about all this stuff, and I just found it super interesting, just in general. So those those three those three are probably um, the ones that I kind of read the more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the other ones like the the subtle, I think what's it called, the subtle art of not like I'm not giving, giving an F. Yeah, 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 that's that's another good one that mm-hmm. my mom's actually reading now because I recommended it and she's enjoying it. So. Um, those are the four books. And then for nice, movies, man. for movies, because I'm an Eminem fan, um, eight miles got to be up there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you went to miles. Cranbrook. That's a yeah. private school. Oh, man. The rap battle that he has at the end. Pretty good. Like, Pretty damn good. Um, one, a funny one that is all time favorite is Grown Ups. Um, wow. Grown Ups is like, I'm, I'm a big Adam, Adam Sandler guy. Um, but Grown Ups is, uh, that's a, that, one I'm of my favorite. this. <laughs> yeah. this. this guy's like a 40 year old. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Grown Ups ages you a little bit, but the fact that it's Adam Sandler based, like yeah. that dude's yeah. been around. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I, I, I'm, I have a bit of an old soul. Like I can't lie. Um, Easy Halloween costume for the record. Adam Sandler, yeah. Yeah. some baggy shorts and a golf shirt with a basketball. Easy. You're good we, to do, go. we see that. We see that all the time with like varsity, like athlete, like stuff that we do events and we see yeah. that every year <laughs> he seems like he'd be a fun guy to hang out with oh my god 100 yeah yeah um, and then my my other my other one is the i like i like the harry potter series just like a throwing a series out there like my yeah. my mom was obsessed so then not she made us watch it but we watched it with her um and they watched, choice some nights exactly like no me. you're not allowed to watch what you want to watch yeah, yeah yeah and then we watched watched the last one in the movie theater like i i just remember a lot about it just because of my mom and we just um so those those three movies are my kind of my go-to. I must say, like that's like a nine point eight out of ten. Well done, oh, man. Well yeah, played. I like, I like that. I you crushed that. that. <laughs> I crushed it. 
You also gave it some thought too. It's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. You're living the life of a pro baller. You actually have time to think about your answers. Exactly. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to reflect. <laughs> so good. The best part about this podcast is not everybody's had the opportunity to meet me and I haven't been able to meet you in person. But if you know me, you know I have the body of an Adonis. But I also like a cold beer. Head to Parkside. Support our guys. Find them in the local government stores, whatever you got to do. If you're at a pub or a bar locally, ask if they're on tap. Give them some love. Our guy Sam and the people there have been so good to us. We can't say enough. We hope to see you at Parkside. Who have been some of the most important people in your life? You've already touched on some, but like, is there someone that's not out there or someone you just want to reiterate? Um, you know, and you talked about the journeys and chapters of your life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the two people that I can't not stop talking about and just can't say enough is my parents just in general. Um, just everything that we've been through and everything that it did like for us, um, like especially like my mom, everything she did for me and my brother, like just kind of challenge yourself and like getting yourself out of your comfort zone because of us and just kind of leaving everything behind because she wanted to see us succeed. Like that showed me, that just showed me a lot of like selflessness and just showed me a lot of like, mm-hmm. there was not, not, none, none of that, none of the decisions they made was because of them. It was all because of me and my brother. And that's kind of, that's the approach that I want to have. Like when I'm a parent, like, it's just like, I'm sacrificing everything I can for my kids. Like, and that's, that that's my life. Like family kind of is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously like for my dad, it was, I can't even imagine how tough it was not being here with us. And we talk about it as well, but um yeah, just just being away and just not being able to like physically talk twenty four seven and just kind of FaceTiming, which is a great tool by the way, mm-hmm, it helps mm-hmm. a lot. But it's not the same as being with your kids. So I think both my parents just I obviously can't thank enough. And I, yeah, I don't know if I would be here without them. Like I don't know if I would like be the person I am without like their guidance and their support and kind of anything that. I need to talk to, even though I don't do it a lot because I'm mm-hmm. kind of more introverted, but when I mm-hmm. do, it's always with them. Like, it's always like, they know everything, like they know what's going on. They're always checking in. They're like, Oh, how's, how's first day in training camp? Like, how is this? How's that? So I don't know. I, I, I just feel, um, I don't know if everyone has the same experience, but for me, like they've been crucial, like just for my development and just the person I am, like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be the same, um, as I was without them. So those are the, two people that I kind of wanted to give a special, special shout out to. Awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, you think about like giving you the privilege of being at a really nice international school. Yeah. Then learning what privilege is by moving here and like sleeping on a pullout bed and, you know, sharing a bachelor suite, like you can't even fart in there without pissing (laughs) someone off, you know, like (laughs) just sort of the things that you're just, you're soaking up without even knowing it at that young age. Right. And mm-hmm. and when you become even more of a, you know, a man, you're a young man now, but when you get into yep. those different roles in your life, you're just going to naturally lean back on those experiences and yep. yeah, man. Love 100%. It. Yeah. Awesome. Um, okay. So if, and when you have a day off or something and you're getting munchy, man, what is the, this, the, this big two, what's the go-to bag of chips? What do we got? Oh man, this is an easy answer for me. Um, it's sour cream and onion chips but it has to be ruffles um yeah because ruffles miss they don't miss often 
They don't the, miss often. Yeah. And I can't I can't lie, they're yeah. all dressed, they're all dressed is amazing. Um, but for me, something hits different about that sour cream and onion, and I never like it never gets old. Like, you know, like sometimes I'll have like Doritos a lot and then I'll be like, okay, I'm tired of this. But sour cream and onion, I can get at any time and it's always it always hits the spot. So I think that's that that was an easy, easier one for me. I'm trying to think of all, there's like a handful of people that would have gone sour cream and onion on this show. Yeah. Ruffles all dressed does get brought up a lot. Yeah. That's what I hear that a lot. Like yeah. when I say ruffles, like people think all dressed because it, it is very good. Yeah. But yeah. Gotta well, be it. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. Um, last question, man, but you got to help us. Mm-hmm. Who would you like to see on a hoops journey? Like someone who's got a good story, someone who would be fun to chop it up with. Um, but you got to use your magic to make it happen. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to stay on like the young, the young theme. Yeah, man, um, please do. It's and good. I'm going to, I'm going to go with my, with my guy, Brian Wallach. Uh, he's from, uh, UBC. Um, we, we've gone very close this past year, year and a half. Who can, who can bench more though? You or him? Oh my God. He, he can bench me probably. <laughs> I saw him in a video today. I was like, this guy's getting more jacked as the days go yeah. on. Holy smokes. Oh, yeah. Serious, serious workout guy. But he's very, very good guy to talk to. Like, very, very nice guy. Like, um, since the day, since the day we like kind of met and then we started talking more, like we just clicked it right away and we just kind of um stay in touch. Like every time we have obviously we have our battles on the court, but mm-hmm. like often like we're just we're just good friends. And obviously he's here with us now, which is which is helpful. Like he's must be pretty of, cool, yeah. Yeah, it's just nice to nice to actually be his teammate now. Like now that I'm around him more, like we get to like um kind of live with each other more. Like he comes here, hangs out a little more before practice, after practice. So um it's kind of cool having that now. Um and obviously it worked out perfectly. Like I didn't know he was on the team, and then we just could and then we connected and then now we're together. So I think he he'd be a really good guy to talk to. He has some he has some good stories uh, back in his semi amu days and uh Kelowna tournaments like all that so I think he'd be a he'd be a good guy to talk to love it yeah, yeah man you know, just we variety is good man you know mm-hmm. I know we have a lot of old heads on the show but like we need more <laughs> women and we need some young people too right but I'm also yeah. aware like when you guys are like we've been I know the Dumont the Cruz Dumont's really well right I'm trying to yeah. get you know them is like but once season starts with school like you say every you're juggling yeah. so much it's like I'm available like from nine to nine forty on Tuesday <laughs> this week. And I'm like, I go to bed at nine 15, so, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I feel yeah. That. yeah. Well, we Definitely. appreciate the time, man. I know you're in the middle of training camp and you're mm-hmm. going to have so many more experiences. Your journey is still, you know, you're kind of in the middle. We'll have to do part two after you finish cool. your yeah. 15 year pro career. I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah. Hopefully the podcast is still going and people <laughs> actually want to listen to us talk, but um, you know, continued success, any last thoughts, reflections or anything before we let you go. Can't wait to make it out to a bandits game and um yeah. and uh, see you guys and cheer you on and enjoy and and just to shout out to everybody in the in the lower mainland to get out there mm-hmm. and support um you know support these guys cheer loud and and uh, buy food and beer and then keep the franchise rolling you know so yeah. any last thoughts ideas before you go man oh man no don't I think we talk about most things I think I just again want to thank you for having me here like it's another great opportunity for me another thing that I kind of get to do that I haven't done before, just kind of be a part of a podcast. And I think this is a huge podcast. Like I know um, other people have been in and like you said, like Ken Shields, like I know like has been in it like highly, like all those guys I look up to. So I think it's kind of nice, like being in that company and it's kind of nice mm-hmm. doing that. Um, um, 
with you and obviously great questions and everything like that. So I, I really appreciate it um, for thinking of me and for kind of having me on this and give me opportunity to kind of share my story um, to people that don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I know. I mean, now that you mentioned part two, now I'm going to have to be waiting for that in 15 years. So I am yeah, excited for that. Maybe have more stories of um, from now until then. So um, yeah, no, I'm excited. I appreciate it again. And yeah, can't wait to get it rolling and uh, being in Vancouver is kind of better than I thought. Like it's, it's been fun. There you go, man. Just stay <laughs> yeah. away from the Roxy. Okay. Don't let the boys take you to the Roxy. <laughs> yeah. Continue success. And let, listen, man, appreciate you deserve it. to be in that circle. You've worked hard to get where you are. Um, and I know there's more to come and I know there's mm-hmm. more hunger and I know that, that uh, yeah. there's a banner you want to hang in that gym. And yeah. uh, with, well, with your desire and work ethic, I know you'll get close and, and yeah. hopefully you get there, man. Continued success. All the best. Phenomenal episode. Shout out to your moms. One thing I'll never forget that Gary Taylor, you're talking about her. um, And she's like helping run the coach's room. I'm like, this is like, and then I hear the story and I'm like, man, good people's man. And that's the reason why you are who you are. Mm -hmm. Wicked. Yeah. I'll make sure I say hi when, uh, when I make it out to the bandits game and I'll uh, tap you up. I'll bring my little guy out. We'll come cheer you guys on. Yeah. We'll chat out there. Right on. Great episode. Thanks to our listeners, thanks to our sponsors, and we can't wait to see you on the next one.